0: From the PSIA, ASI Mobile Studios at the Limelight Hotel in Aspen, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. You're listening to First Chair, and wow, what a treat. We have Brian and Alex Smith joining us this evening. Um, we're going to be talking about late season snow conditions, getting a little bit into uh, skiing bumps, but I really want to get more in-depth in that, uh, really kind of as a kickoff show for next season. But uh, Brian, Alex, thanks very much for taking the time to join us.
1: Thanks for having us. Yeah,
2: this is great. Thanks. Appreciate it.
0: (laughs) Now you're here enjoying the 50th anniversary of uh, Aspen Interski.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, It's amazing being out on the Hill today with, uh, you know, several of the original 1968 team members and watching their expression as they see their photograph on a permanent, uh, memorial sign, not a memorial, but a sign dedicated to that event. It was really exciting to see those guys and how you know, happy they were to see themselves there. So it was awesome to be part of that.
0: And before we jump into our topic, I really like asking all of our present-day national teamers, there's a great camaraderie among the 68 team. 50 years from now, when you're celebrating your anniversary, 50th anniversary of the national team, Think that same attitude is going to be
2: there um yeah you know i do i do because the gentleman that i skied with today created that we respect it the current team we honor that and i think we pay that forward with uh with who we ski with number one but even amongst ourselves as teammates you know it's it's a special it's a special bond without a doubt I mean it's an honor and and I personally feel it's an honor and a blessing to be part of the team to begin with but I hope 50 years from now I'll be on the chairlift some young woman or man telling me how they made the team recently and I'll be able to you know share with them my experiences and you know Give him a little one-two coaching as I go. Like I got today from one of the, from, from one of the guys who said, you know, I've been watching your guys' video, and I think you need a little more of this. And I just nodded my head and said, you're absolutely right. <laughs> so, yeah, I hope, I hope to do it 50 years from now as well. Which is something I really admire
0: about the team members. Your egos just aren't there. You're always working on something, working to get better. And you're here with wife, Alex Smith. Uh, who is also a uh, Eastern Division examiner also with Rocky.
1: Also with Rocky Mountain as well.
0: So what was it like living with Brian when he was trying out for the team all the sure. preparation and everything that goes into it?
1: Uh, it? It was a it was a definite road for Brian that he traveled down going through this whole process and as a family, we made a commitment. To um, see it through for him to make the team, uh, it was a lot of hours holding a video camera, watching Brian ski, getting video of him, coaching him, talking MA with him, figuring out our strategy and, and plans for him um, to help him be success- successful in making the team. So I think it was a, a family commitment. We're super excited for him to be on the team. There's a lot of travel. Uh, a lot of time away from home but we knew that going into this process and we're fully supportive of, a, of him and and really look forward to him hopefully making the team in in the next tryout as well.
0: well that's very good to hear. Yeah, <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah you know uh, you know how you always say don't, don't teach your husband or don't teach your wife? <laughs> it's ironic that uh, Alex and I we were able to turn the switch and, and go from husband and wife to coach and, and back and forth um, because we both understand what it takes to ski at an, a level, to be an examiner, let alone be on the national team. But um, I, think, re- I think that's
1: our unique dynamic is that it's not just Brian coaching me, it's also me coaching Brian.
2: Exactly. And,
1: and that's, I think a unique situation to be in and that we're able to take out the husband wife element and, and work at it from a professional standpoint. And that's why you know it was very um, emotional and for us for him to make the team because I think we were both very vested in his, in his process. And it's also our kids are involved. We have two young children, four and seven. so, they understand that daddy's on the team, and that's a that's a big thing in our world. So we're very proud of them.
0: Well, that I've got a transition. I just had uh, Max Lundberg and his son Dave on together, and it was really fun seeing how much Dave respected what his dad had done. Yes, and really was a huge role model for him. And um, I'm, you're kind of in the same position. Yeah. Both well, of you. L- let's, let's
2: not uh, let's not. Uh, we'll get right to the meat of it, you know, she made me hike up when the lift was closed the day before the tryout and do like 15, 20 more Wedge Christie's. Well, I, I like even more now. I didn't like his Wedge Christie's. She didn't like my left foot So Wedge I wanted Christie's. to make sure that they were right. So
1: it's a very unique husband-wife dynamic that we have but, you know, going, but he was willing to do yeah, it. And he did it. And he did it. And, you know, I just didn't want there to be any questions, so.
2: In all seriousness, you know, we're able to turn the switch and, Keep it professional and and, and respect each other's direction. Alex has her own direction with the division she's involved with. I have my direction with the team. We respect it. At the end of the day, we we love talking skiing together. And it's part of our lives, certainly part of my growing up. My father is... Uh, teaching skiing for 57 years this year, my mom's been teaching with them for 50. They're both current members of PSIA, and my brothers were members for many years. So it's uh, I come from a family of that, and Alex has uh, been in the business. She was uh, director of the ski school at Whiteface for many years in Lake Placid. Uh, so it's a family. It's a thing, family you know? We live it. We <laughs> love it, and it, we're truly a skiing family for yeah. sure.
0: Well, let's kind of get into a topic that is very timely at the moment. Um, we've got uh, some areas that are going to be open for a very long time coming up. Still, there's summer ski coming up in the northwest, um, but that's end of season conditions, yeah. uh, spring conditions, summer conditions, and you can be on virtual ice, rare hard pack at the top of the mountain, and be hitting you know boot deep slush when you get to the bottom. Yeah. How do you prepare yourself for these kinds of conditions, um, Brian? Let's start with you.
2: Um, well, I, I, I think I think you have to know the playing field. You got to pay attention to your mountain, and you you know I think all of us do that to a to an extent, but especially this time of the year, you could be uh, at a mountain for 20 years, but you gotta understand where the sun rises, how it hits the mountain, what softens up earlier than what uh, than not, and really paying attention to the weather and how your the snow conditions respond at your mountain, and just knowing your terrain and being smart about it. Um, I think once you understand how your mountain functions in a typical spring day, where it might be 28 degrees in the morning and then 45 degrees at three in the afternoon, then I think you can plan out the kind of skiing you wanna do. If you wanna do bumps, you might wanna wait until noon on some mornings. (laughs) If you really like that corn snow and you're late in the season and you've been teaching skiing every day and you're a little burnt out, there's that part of it, you know, not taking on the entire day, you know, pick pick that time where it's peak and optimal and go for it. And Alex, i as soon as Brian
0: started talking, I was thinking of you I'm with Eastern and Rocky uh, very different mountains, very different snow Absolutely. conditions. Um is there one or another that you find easier? Is it the same? I, I- think
1: they both present their challenges and what I what I the where I come from in my philosophy of skiing in these all-mountain conditions is not to not to come in hot let's just take our time work into the day you know echoing what Brian's saying figure out what the conditions are um, you know scope it out first make the first run kind of a a pre-ride if you will of of finding out what the day is like and then as you have an idea of the terrain then bring in speed and, and you know light it up as the day goes on but definitely I approach things more from the accuracy side in the morning, figure out what the day is going to hold and then light it up as the day goes on. So that's what I'm thinking about whether I'm in the Eastern Division or I'm here in Rocky Mountain. Um, Different mountains but same ideas.
0: Some thoughts on our preparation when we're getting ready to take a class somewhere. Uh, and it's going to be very different in the morning and as opposed to when we take yeah. them out there in the afternoon.
1: Yeah, and so what I, remem- what I remind clients or members when I'm skiing with them is let's ease our way into it. Let's, you know, If we're going on some bumps, let's not just take the zipper line right down. Let's you know, ease our w- way in. Let's figure out what the troughs are like. Let's figure out what the top of the bumps are like. And let's you know, figure out what our line's going to be. Um, and we can become more aggressive as we warm up and get used to the terrain.
0: Brian? Yeah. One of the things I'm thinking of here with bumps specifically, uh, you go into a trough, you get on your edges, you might go through the snow and hit some dirt.
2: Oh, yeah. Sure. Certainly. You know, um, there's no doubt that how we apply our skills and how we work the tool of the ski uh, can be dictated by the conditions for sure. Um, There are times in the spring where, Like today at Aspen, we had two inches of powder in those troughs. And some of the troughs you went through, it was soft. And others, it hid a terrifying noise raking across your edges. Um, But either way, you know, this couldn't see either. Yeah, 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 you couldn't (laughs) see either way. And it's just,
1: it's being willing to explore all the different lines. And and doing that with accuracy to start before speed comes into play. And then then moving through it.
2: Um, You know, as far as like leading clinics at this time of the year or teaching skiing this time of the year, you know, your pacing may be different than it is in January when everything is an optimal dry powder, pack powder. This time of the year, you know, the sun is hotter people get dehydrated quicker and paying attention to you know people's energy levels and making sure that you know people are are pacing their run maybe skiing things in session skiing hey ski from here 150 feet and then stop regain your focus, take on the next section of the trail versus trying to charge it. I mean, that depends on who you're skiing with, but as a clinic leader, you definitely want to be mindful of of people's energy levels this time of the year, especially pros because pros that are taking PSA events this time of year, a lot of them have had a long season they're getting tired, but yet their minds are charging. They want to be part of it. They want to have fun, like coming up at the National Academy. You know, Big Sky offers tremendous amount of skiing. And one of the things I'm going to be really keyed up on is make is like reading people's stamina levels and, and having that tie into knowing when it's optimal to push them a little bit and knowing when it's optimal to pull them back a little bit. And, uh, you know, those are certainly... Uh, clinic behaviors that you want to adopt when you're when you're coaching clients and instructors this time of year.
0: And I find it very interesting, Brian's talking about clinics because Alex, there are a lot of exams scheduled this time of year. There's a bunch. I know there's some going on this weekend, and there's a lot coming up. How do we bring what we're talking about into taking our exams?
1: Well it's strategy right it's, it's a lot about strategy when you're going into an exam or a tryout and it's um, you know it's definitely uh, being aware of the conditions, being aware of your stamina as Brian said um, and and knowing when to, to turn it on for for the exam knowing when you need to light it up. And knowing when you need to be more conservative to to pace yourself through the whole exam, so um, I think you know training for an exam is super important. Um, having your strategy planned out beforehand, so going to the mountain, knowing some of the potential runs that you might be on for the exam, that's a definite help. Like you know previewing, having a good idea of of what the conditions might be like. Um, being willing to ski in all types of conditions so warm weather rain for instance fog so that on exam day if it's not optimal conditions and it's foggy out and raining that it's not the first time you're out skiing in that in those conditions that you're you're prepared for it both physically and mentally so it almost gives
2: you a time to shine yeah you know to yeah. that point um, in the national standard you know we have um, accuracy and we have speed as mm-hmm. some of the defining elements between the levels of certification. Um, I was just coaching some people at Highlands uh, this past week, and one of the people in my group says, "You know, I, you know, I have, I have a tweaked leg. You know, my, I pulled a muscle in my leg, and I'm kind of concerned about it." And and I think it holds true that this time of the year, you're taking an exam. You know, really looking looking at the conditions and deciding what kind of speed am I going to take into this maneuver? You know, obviously your basic blended stuff, you're going to be skiing at appropriate speed. But, you know, those free runs, those medium radius carves, charging in the bumps, um, you may you may or may not charge the way you would in February when it's soft powder bumps and you're, you have a lot of strength and stamina left. So this time of the year, I, I, I definitely tell people, you know, ski at a a a fun dynamic speed but this time of the year conditions and your energy level and what shape you're in you know you definitely want to be smart be smart about the speed you take into things now Brian I I really
0: copped on to a word you said there, thinking about what you're doing on your free runs thus driving home the point that there are no
2: free runs in an insane. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Yeah. you know, I had a coach once. They're always watching. No matter
1: what they say, they are always watching.
2: I had a coach once back in Lake Placid who grabbed me by my helmet and yelled at me, and I said I was just free skiing. He said, there's no such thing as free skiing in a German accent. Uh, I never forgot that. But, yeah, I mean, you're definitely focusing on something, Uh, and I encourage everybody this time of the year – there are a lot of challenges with the terrain and the conditions. So the more you can pay attention to things outside of your body and be looking down the mountain, don't be getting, don't get caught staring at your hood ornament, so to speak. You know, you got to be looking, you got to be highly tactical this time of the year because a run could change this time of the year from the top to the middle to the bottom. And if you're doing a, a run at Highlands or at Vail, now, that bump run can change from the start, middle, and end. So you
1: definitely or from morning be, to afternoon. Exactly,
2: you want to be looking ahead and not be managing your body. You know, manage what's coming at you. Don't manage your body. I, you know, I most people who train for an exam, by the time they go, they're pretty automated in in their movements. And you got to trust it. You got to trust that uh, that autonomous behavior. And spend more time watching where you're going and less time managing what you're doing. You'd agree with that.
1: Yeah. I think that's well said.
0: So, how are we going to be uh, capping off this weekend? We've got a big celebration going on tonight. Uh, are you staying through the weekend?
2: Uh, well, we have the privilege of living in this area. Uh, Alex is going to be around. She's staying here. I'm actually after tonight's uh, get together. I'm hopping in my vehicle and headed to Vale. And uh, PSA Rocky Mountain has their RMT entrance exam tomorrow. And uh, I've had the privilege of being asked to be one of the selectors for that, so it's back to Vail for some more PSA stuff.
1: Back on the road he goes.
0: <laughs> and I gotta say, before we close, the big rumor I've been hearing is white pass
2: turns in the bumps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, I do them automatically as yeah. it is, you know. <laughs> no coaching needed on that. <laughs> I see myself make finishing a turn on my inside <laughs> ski a lot sometimes. Uh, you know, hey. hey, you never know. Uh, I said
0: I do those all the
2: time by mistake yeah exactly <laughs> yeah, just by nature. Hey, you know that's you know that's why you gotta when you're training, uh, train to your weaknesses and uh, don't train to your strengths all the time. You know, make sure that if you're reading through that IDP and you have some maneuvers that you're like, oh, I just can't stand doing those, those might be the ones you wanna spend some time on. And uh, don't, don't shy away from that. You know, uh, don't that's,
1: make the exam your first time doing those things. That's yeah. what you're saying, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: absolutely. So um, it's, it's exciting time of the year. You know, a lot of instructors work very hard all year they train very hard, and springtime comes along. Um, they're prepared, but going back to our original discussion here about conditions, there's no lie. There's a reason why the national team tryout is held in late April. It's because it's challenging. It is absolutely challenging to be at Breck Snowbird and do a no poles drill <laughs> in frozen Coral Head bumps. Uh, you know, and they're and they're looking to see how you can adapt to that tactically, uh, which is why I'll say it again. You know, this time of the year, don't manage your body. Manage where you're going and just, you know, I want to put my skis here and be looking ahead and trust yourself. Trust what you've been working on all year.
0: Brian, Alex, thanks very much for taking the time to chat with us. Got a busy night ahead of you, and I really appreciate you stopping by to chat. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. From the PSIA ASIA Mobile Studios at the Limelight Hotel in Aspen, Colorado, I'm George Thomas.